Hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault, and it is Adrian Chenault. And holy mackerel, we've got Call to Duty himself, Mr. Jack Silva in the building. And we are really, really excited about today's show. Adrian, this guy has been in his company almost as long as you have been on the planet. <laughs> that is a long time. How are you, Jack? Oh, great, Tom. You guys are twins. As I was just saying to your son, every time he smiles, it's a spitting image of his dad. Oh, this is that's great. Kid. That's a that's a reason for a facelift in itself. But yeah, we're having a little bit of fun. That's why we call it the Legacy Leadership Show. But you are truly legacy in network marketing. And I'll never forget when I got to interview you on the telephone prior to this, and we talked for a long time about your history inside, and I rarely talk about companies on here, but I'm talking about a company today, and it's called Herbalife, and Herbalife has been through it over the years, and Jack Silva got there at the beginning. He took a licking. He kept on ticking. He went through highs. He went through lows. He went through extraordinary highs, and then he went through extraordinary lows, but he never gave up, and I love you for that, Jack. How you doing? Tom, I'm doing really outstanding. I appreciate being here. I love the title of the show. And thank you for saying I'm part of the legacy group. This is something special. You really are. And, you know, it was just amazing to me. The allegiance to your friends, to Larry and Taylor Thompson, over the many, many years that you've known that, and that whole ball of wax that goes with that cadre of people that follow them around as well as you, it is like a little, I don't even know what I want to call it, because you guys are so tight and you're so aligned on the basic tenets of network marketing that it just blows my mind. And talk about how long ago you got started at Herbalife, what happened and what's happening now. You know, I look back on the time and <laughs> you don't realize it until you hit it, but I've been over 35 years uh, with Herbalife and it's hard for me to comprehend that every time I say it, that's over three decades. And um, it was just a, it was right timing for me, Tom. I, I come from a background that was very limited. I wasn't a good student in school. Um, I, I barely graduated. And uh, so I wasn't going on to college. All my friends went off to school and I was thinking, what the heck am I going to do with my future? And uh, I got married and had a couple of kids right after high school while everyone else was in college. And, wow. and that, that put me in a position where I had to I had to find an opportunity to take care of a family. And I got involved in the automotive industry. I sold Cadillacs. And what an experience because I was super shy. I still am pretty shy. I hide it well. But they when I sold Cadillacs at this Cadillac dealership, they um, they showed me how to dress up, wear a suit, shine your shoes, wear a tie, and how to talk to people and make eye contact and and uh, it was a great experience. I, I learned how to uh, have confidence in talking about money and prices and dealing with objections and dealing with frustrations. And, and, uh, but after about five years of working in the car business, 12-hour days, I was really fed up. I was sick and tired of going to work every day. And then a buddy of mine sent me a videotape in the mail from Phoenix, Arizona. I was working in Lynn, Massachusetts couple 2,500 miles away. And, and he sent me a video. He called me up. He said, Jack, I sent you a video. You're going to watch this video. 
It's just unbelievable. I think you're going to love this. And uh, he was so excited. I couldn't wait to get this video. And I, I got the package in the mail. He sent it to my work. And I got the package in the mail. I didn't have a video machine, a VCR. Is that what you, in the day, you know, you plug in this big tape. So I, I couldn't wait to get home to watch it. And the video itself didn't say much. It just said herbal life on the video. And I couldn't wait to get home. And, and the more I thought about Herbalife, the more I thought, I think I know this company. I popped in the video at about nine o'clock at night and it was an opportunity meeting. And that's where I, I, I saw and met Larry Thompson and, and Mark Hughes for the first time. <laughs> and I just loved it. I just thought it was the greatest show ever. And it was about 25, 30 minutes or so. And after that 30 minutes, you know, they talked about the products and the opportunity and the money and all that stuff. And, and I had to watch it again. I said, this is just unbelievable. And I watched it again. And the next, after that, the next thing I thought was, uh, I gotta, I gotta take a good look at this. I gotta look into this. And so that's how I, I met Larry was from a video. And, and then from there, it just kept growing. And, so you met Larry, you, you guys kind of all joined at the hip. Jim Rohn was around then or not? Yeah, Jim Rohn was, he joined the same year I did. I think it was 1987. And uh, the thing is, when I got that video, I told my buddy, I said, listen, I want to do this thing. I said, but send me the products first. I got to like this stuff. And he sent me a, a distributor kit in the mail. He didn't even charge me for it, Tom. <laughs> he just wanted me to get the kit, right? He didn't even charge me. I don't even think I paid him back, actually. And... Uh, so I watched, I got the video, I got the, 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 the package in the mail to get started. And uh, my buddy said, listen, all you got to do is just use the products and talk to people. And, and I did that. And I started to get customers. And after a month or so, that's when um, Mark and, it was Mark and Larry. No, it was, it was just Mark Hughes was coming to town. And I went to meet Mark Hughes in Boston. I was only 35, 60 days, something, somewhere in between there, 35, 45, 50, 60 days in the business. And I met Mark Hughes, and uh, the rest is history. I, I was so excited after meeting Mark Hughes at this event. It was a big corporate event and an, uh, an Herbalife opportunity. It was like I was watching on the video, but it was live. And I just got the validation that this was really a great, great company. But Mark Hughes got me. And then from that point on, um, I just worked my butt off. And about six months later, I had the opportunity to go to a workshop for supervisors, it's a position in the company where you get a lot of customers and stuff. And and about 60 days later, after getting started, I, I flew to Chicago to meet Larry Thompson. And that was really the day uh, that changed my life in terms of knowing I was going to do this for the rest of my life because I had a plan. And uh, when I went home after that event, I, I went full time with Herbal Life. I turned in my, my demo, my demo, my car my plate and keys. I said to my sales manager at the car dealership, cause I was doing this all part time. But when I got home from Chicago, forget about it. I was all in. And I said to my sales manager, I says, Mike, what a great guy, Mike McGuire, great salesman. I said, Mike, I'm going to do Herbalife full time. He already knew I was taking it and talking about it and stuff. He said, you're crazy. You can't do that. I says, Mike, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this and I'm going to get, you know, the big R. I says, I'm going to get rich. <laughs> you know? And he says, you're crazy. And I gave him the plate and keys. And I went outside and thought, I can't believe I just did that. I just quit my job. And I thought to myself, how the hell am I getting home? I don't know. I don't own an automobile. So I had to call a taxi. 
and on the on the ride home from the tax with the taxi driver, I'm thinking, boy, oh boy, I hope this thing works out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is so wild. And you know, you hear these guys who are living legends or or not living legends in some cases of this business. You know, what what was your impression of a guy like Mark Hughes as you know as a young man all those years ago? Boy, I'll tell you what, he just was uh, what a gift to planet Earth. He was not only handsome and successful, but he talked the same language I talked. You know, he, he, he didn't speak too well, and he certainly didn't spell too well. So when I was watching him doing this thing, I'm thinking to myself, and then he said, I only got a ninth grade education, and that was hook, line, and sinker. I'm like, oh, this is great, you know? <laughs> and so I was just, I was just so inspired by this this simple person that was just so ordinary, but so extraordinary. He, he just had me, I mean, I never took notes in my life. And when I went to that event, I think I took like 21 pages of notes. Now I, I have terrible penmanship, but he gave us the plan. And so when I went home to, after that event, I was so excited. He said, just follow the plan. I opened up my notebook when I got home. I couldn't even read my own notes. It was just so terrible, but I got the message. And it was so simple. And I just followed that. And Larry just gave me the tactics and more of the strategy and tactics when I met Larry to really make the thing rock solid in my belief that I could do this for the rest of my life. So Mark gave it to me and Larry just locked it in. So Mark T Mark Hughes had a, had a drug. He got real, 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 real big. Ended up overdosing on drugs and dying. Is that true? You know, I don't know about that, but I do know this that um, <clears throat> he was struggling with uh, some health issues from traveling. I guess he had the flu or something like that. Plus he was taking, he had a problem sleeping at night. I, think, okay. I mean, it's too bad. He, anyways, in the day, you know, they would take sleeping pills and stuff to get to sleep. And uh, it was a birthday party at his grandmother's. And, you know, he was enjoying a glass of wine or two or who knows, but he was drinking wine and he was went home and took his medicine to go to sleep. And, and uh, he had sleep apnea and, and uh, uh, never woke up. So that, that just shows the arrogance of me right there because I read Never that. that was a, yeah, so I should have said that. And so to anybody that knows him that just took offense to what I said, that was just an idiot talking. And I want to apologize for that. But Harry, Harry now is dead. But his company and Larry and Taylor and the message that you and those people have kept going all these years has prevailed and it's still the same message, which is why we did this show. It's honed a little bit, but it's the same darn thing, isn't it? You know what? It I I, I understand this now, but they all they told us all along the mess the the, the the basics will never change. The fundamentals will never change. And if you just stick to these things, it'll stay the same for the next 30, 40, 50 years. And and you're right, it it the the, the fundamentals never changed. And and I got hooked on the fundamentals and that's what saved me. And that's why I'm still with the company going on 40 years. And a few people have quit behind you. I mean, they've, they've left and gone to that shiny penny and told you that Herbalife was going out of business, that the feds were going to close it down, that Bill Ackman was going to crush it. I mean, if there's been a rumor, it's been about Herbalife and you just said this too shall pass. I have to do what I'm good at, which is talking to people, leading my people, and it's going to continue on through a heck or high water, right? 
That's totally right. You know, Mark always said, you know, the company's people, he said, he always said, people are going to be talking about us. They're going to be saying bad stuff about us. The bigger we get, it's going to continue. It'll never go away. But he said, if you just stay on, you know, focused on the fundamentals, we'll focus on delivering and making the best products and the best pay plan. And you guys will have a business that'll last a lifetime. We all believed that. And that's what's happened. And how many of those people that left that tried to drag you with them have come back over the years and said, you were right. I wish I would have never left. Are there a few of them? Oh, my gosh. I get chills. I've got chills. <laughs> well, we got to take a break. And I knew this. Adrian says, what's this show going to be about? And I said, legacy, about history, about remembering the past because it will become the future. And that's exactly what Jack has done with Larry and Taylor and that whole cadre of people they hang with. They are true and tried network marketers. I have nothing but respect for them. We'll be back right after this on the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with my little boy, Adrian, and Tom Chenault and Jack Silva. Stay here. Hello, Adrian. Hello. Don't you nice love him? Job, Mr. Radio Show. I do. He's awesome. You got yeah. such a cute laugh. Think of all you people that are going, oh, I've been doing this for six months. I'm all burned out. And this guy acts like it's his first day and it's 35 years later. What a bunch of slackers we all are. We got to take about a four second pause here right now and we're going to come back. We don't have commercials. And we're back. It's Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. And it is Jack Silva. And I met this maniac on Clubhouse. And it was so funny because I had no idea who the heck he was. And he embraced me on Clubhouse like we had gone to grade school together. Like I was in that cadre of people with Dan Stamen and Jeff Weisberg and Harris Williams and Jeff Roberti and Mark Asetta, all those people. And I'm going, I don't even know this guy, but he's got me at a familiarity level like I've never seen before. I need to learn that trick. And I, I swear to God, I started stalking you immediately, Jack, because you were so instantly relatable. And I knew that was an old skill from way back. And before we go anywhere else, during this break, talk about what the heck is that over your left shoulder on that board? Is that you in the middle with your organization on that whiteboard right over your left shoulder? That, that whiteboard is uh, just a bunch of distributors that I'm working with. And um, I, I use sticky tabs. And so that way I can update and change quickly. And I get a bird's eye view of what's going on with some of the key people that I talk to. Unfortunately, most of the people I talk to don't speak my language. So I have a translator and, and this helps me with what the hell's going on. <laughs> Where are you doing most of your business these days, Jack? I have a lot of business in, in Europe and South America. And that's where most of my business is. And I always had a good time working away from home. I had a tough time working at home. So whenever I built, I would take off for three months. And, 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 and so I always traveled to go someplace and, and start talking to people. And, and so that's what I did. When I'm home, I, I like to just uh, be home. How many languages do you speak? I don't speak any languages. Well, you've got to speak one. English, barely. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you see how smart this guy is? Yeah, I, tricked, I just tricked him. So here's the deal. All he speaks is English. Most of his business read the uh, tabloids. They read the National Enquirer and quit the United States. But before that happened, he had built an, a worldwide organization. And now he's coming back into the United States to build locally again while he supports overseas. But he's smart enough 
not to upset the alcohol, uh, the apple cart with too much training over there. You're just telling those people you love them because they're doing a hell of a job and really not much more, right? That's absolutely right. They're the leaders and I'm here if they need me. And that's the way I like it. Yeah. And people say all the time, what do you, you know, you, I have everybody on a rotation of remember, including you, including Taylor, including Larry, including Victor, all these people. And all I do once a month is I say their name to them. I remember something about them. I tell them I love them and I ask what I can do to make their life better. And they roll their eyes because they know there's nothing Tom Chenault can do to make their life better because their life's already going just great without me. But they know I love them. And that's what you're doing, right? Totally. And you know, guys, when, when what happened was I, I learned this later on in my career. I thought I'm really not a leader. I thought I was a leader, but I, I mean, I, I am a leader, but I'm really a messenger more than anything. I'm not really the leader. I am the messenger. And I find that to be what I enjoy the most, being the messenger and creating leaders. Yeah. And what everybody needs to understand is that's what you're in business for is taking that same message, not being some hot shot with a new message that confuses everything, being that conduit from Larry and Taylor and Mark Hughes all the way through all the organization and keeping it fluid and congruent, right? Totally. Yes. And, and yeah, that whole, that whole piece of not reinventing the wheel is one of the things that you it, it, I hear over and over again from a Larry and Taylor from these old school principles. It's so important not to, that's a temptation, isn't it? As a leader to feel like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I need to put my mark on the world. You need to keep your mark off of it and keep everybody doing the same thing, right? Yeah, totally. Because anything we can do to, I, I explain it differently today, but it's the same thing. What I've developed the skills and I've learned this and I, I realize it now more than ever, ever because of social media is that I'm, I'm really pretty good at making friends and that's a skill. And, and, and I'm really pretty good at sending invitations to my friends and I'm really good at getting decisions from my friends. And so when, it, you know, when we used to talk, just if you talk to people, you'll grow your business. Uh, whatever you can do to talk to more people, that's what you do. And when, when you're talking to people, the objective is make friends and that's a skill. And from those friends, you'll be able to send your invitations. Like I got the invitation to watch the video 35 years ago and I watched it. And uh, my buddy said, what do you want to do? And I said, I'm in. He asked me for a decision. And here we are. I love that. And, and that question is so perfect and so not loaded. What do you want to do? Right. If there was he didn't lead you. He didn't. You know, he just said, here's some information. You're my friend. I think you would like this. What do you want to do? And the so often we do all these backflips coming up with some <laughs> fancy question. And you can just ask a simple question. Right. Yeah. You develop a relationship. You tell the truth as fast as you can. You become authentic. You make sure they know they belong in your tribe. They, that you, that they, you know, they love you and you love them, that they can trust you and you're safe. And that's it. And that's what Jack has a doctorate in. That's what you need to get a doctorate in. Use your heart not your brain, and you're going to win every time. We're coming back right after this. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, and the great Jack Silva.
Good job, Mr. Radio Host. Okay, thank you. I was worried you. you were getting rolling there. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, you can't see what goes on, but he's got all. He's always like stabbing me with pencils. and stuff. So that was pretty funny. That felt like too long of a windup. You got a pitch from the stretch that close to the break. Yep, that baby. I picked him up on first. Okay, we're going back right now. This thing's seconds. moving like the ten wind. Seconds. Huh? We got 10 seconds to back. Now three, right? Uh, And we're back. It's Tom Chenault, Jack Silva, and Adrian Chenault. And I changed the lineup just because us old dogs are teaching these young kids new tricks. And the new tricks we're trying to teach them is pick up that phone and talk to people. Be real. Stop trying to trick people into doing stuff. And it's going to work out. And the tribe that is your vibe will arrive and you are going to win. And I see my wife on this show, who's the queen of that, just be you. And every one of you have absolutely a lifelong history of doing that. And then you got these hotshot gurus telling you to change who you really are. Don't. Stay true to yourself. Stay true to your core message. We're off to the races. Take it away, Adrian. So, Jack, you said something interesting that runs kind of counter to a lot of what I see happening out there and what I hear getting trained out there all the time right now. You talked about making friends is is really the first skill that you developed in this movement towards asking your friends to take a look at something and then collecting decisions. And these days, it seems to me so much of what is being talked about out there is like, don't make friends, just like go talk to a thousand people and ask them to watch a video completely cold. And so do you you disagree with that? And how, how does your way of doing it work? in a world where maybe people are more suspicious or maybe they're not. What do you think? I think whatever you do is going to work, no matter what it is, really, if you think about it. As long as you're talking to people, it's probably going to work. And the more people you talk to, probably the better it will work. And the more invitations you get, probably the better you're going to do. It's all about talking to people and developing relationships and and turning those friendships into partnerships. It's like in the early day, I'd run little advertisements, put out little flyers, talk to people everywhere I went at every opportune moment. And my number one objective when I talked to these people and met them is I want them to like me. Listen that loud. Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes it a lot easier. It's like when I met Mark Hughes, I freaking loved this guy. I was like, you could tell me, tell me what to do, Mark. <laughs> you know, when I met Larry, it was like, okay, coach, I'm going. Because I loved these guys. I liked their personalities. They were just really great people. And so that was, for me, that's the number one, for me, my number one objective is when I talk to people after I finish with them, whether it's text, audio, whatever you do, however you're messaging, I want them to say to themselves, geez, that Jack Silva, he's a nice guy. That's my whole objective. I love that. That's pretty dang simple. We can figure, we can all figure that out. Well, what everybody thinks is they're joining the click funnel. They're joining the WhizBang product. They're joining the wonderful crypto deal. They're not joining any of that stuff, everybody. They're joining you. And how you show up is how they're going to stay. And then the going's going to get tough. Crypto's going to go from 65,000 down to 30. And they're going to want to head for the exits. And nothing is going to stop that except your relationship with them. And almost every year in every company, something happens that is equivalent to the crypto going from 60,000 down to 30. 
And you better have them tied in with relationship and love because they're going to be looking left, right and center. And if they remember how much you love them, they're going to stick around. And that's what you did. Right, Jack? I mean, that's what you do is create that glue. That, that's exactly what I do, because I feel so much better asking someone to take a look at my opportunity, take a look at my video, take a look at whatever I have when I'm already connected to them. That's my call to duty. <laughs> <laughs> we knew there was going to be a segue into that T-shirt pretty quick. Anyway, I, had to, I had to squeeze that in there. But, but uh, so that really uh, is, you know, Mark was very attractive. Larry was very attractive. And certainly Jim Rome was very attractive, not in a not in a handsome or good looking way, even though they were, but in a, in a, in a way where you just enjoyed listening to them and you, 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 you just didn't, you weren't in a rush to go to the bathroom. You weren't in a rush to hang up the phone. You, you enjoyed listening. It was almost like you could listen to them longer and longer. And, and then from there, the engagement would begin. And, and after the engagement, you know, comes the, the, there's the connection. Once you have that connection, now, now you're getting there. You're going to now get close to the, and by the way, I never really, I, was, I probably sponsored three, four, maybe four, maybe 400 people in my career. I've sponsored 400 people. And, and I always seem to do pretty good with the people. So as long as I get people to talk to, I'm going to, I can get one or two or 10. I, I can do good with one person. I don't need 100 people. I can do good with one. But certainly I, I'll take the hundred, but you get the point. I'm not, I'm not throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. I'm developing relationships and, and putting in the time. And, uh, but the digital world has, has really adjusted the way I do things. And I'm still working on it. I feel like an amateur to some degree, to a bigger degree than, than a little degree. But I realized whether you're doing a click funnel, whether you're doing it, whatever platforms, email, whatever you're doing, did, uh, text messaging, whatever you're doing, whatever it is, the objective is to make sure you're getting these people to like you. If it's a video, the objective is to get them to like you. The email, the objective in the email is to make sure they, you get them to like you and stay connected. And I say that to people all the time. I do not give a rat how you get those people into the top of the phone. You can use any one of those tricks, but they're coming down to that V. And that's where the relationship has to kick in, where they're going to stick in your business. Last week, we had Tom Schreider on here. Tom Ziegler. Tom Ziegler, Tom Schreider's brother. Anyway, <laughs> it was pretty awesome because he was talking about going to an opportunity meeting with his dad. And at 11 o'clock at night, they're going home. And Tom said, I'm hungry. And they went over to the Denny's. And there was a waitress in there about 70. And she walked up to the table and she was just adorable. And Tom was saying how cute she was. And the dad said, I just wish that a life insurance salesman had done his job 30 years ago. So that woman wasn't sitting in a, in a Denny's working that late at night because she had to. And I think about you and 30 years ago, people that looked you in the eye and you stuck your hand out and said, you know what? We're partner in this company, Herbalife. I'm going to be around no matter what. I'm never leaving. I'm your partner for the duration. And here you are 35 years later, and those people are going, Jack Silva, never jump ship. I love that guy. And I just want to honor you and acknowledge you because you stayed the course tried and true for a very, very long time. And that is an absolute epic accomplishment. And thank you, Jack. Thank you so much. That was a very nice compliment. 
Yeah, true story. Amazing. And and that really is. I mean, what we're talking about here is legacy, right? You you talked about this earlier that Mark and you know Larry and, and these guys painted this vision that you could create a company to build a legacy on, and that that's what was happening, and you believed them, and you did your you held up your end of the bargain, and they held up theirs, and here you are all these years later, and. Do you still believe you do you believe that network marketing is going to continue to be that 40 years from now the way it is 30 years on in your career? Okay, now this is just my belief, and I, I feel like I have some good insight. I believe this is the greatest time in human history to become a network marketer. The greatest time in human history. Because we're the middleman. We're the middleman. Just you know, I think we're we're the ones that influenced the Uber. We're the ones that influenced the Ebay's. We're the ones that influenced the shopping networks. We're the ones that influenced them all, because we're the middleman. We're the ones that connect the people to the products and the manufacturer. Without us, there is no Ebay. Without us, middlemen. You know. So to me, I think this is the greatest time because. You can, you can do this around your circumstances. You can do this around your lifestyle without having to change a damn thing. You can talk to people at every opportune moment and still keep your job. You can do it an hour a day. You can do it when you're pumping gas. You can do it when you're going grocery shopping. You can talk to 10 people over the next, the next, next, you know, in pumping gas. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so hysterical about that. Everybody always calls, well, what do I tell people I do for a living? You know, <laughs> tell them you're a middle woman. That is so exciting. That's what you are, a middle woman. And they're going to go, what the heck is that? And that's going to open up a conversation for you saying, I just get in the middle of a lot of transactions between buyers and sellers. That's what a middle woman is. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah because there's so many dissatisfied people out there today. And this is why it's the greatest time in history to be a network marketer, because of that. There's so many dissatisfied people out there today, more than ever. And, and that's really the common denominator. Those are the types of people we're looking for. This whole targeting thing is great. But bottom line is we're looking for dissatisfied people. And they're everywhere more than ever. And, and being the middle man, let me tell you, the manufacturer, Herbalife or any other manufacturer, they suck at selling stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we're the ones, we're the ones that solve their problem. They got a problem that's called selling stuff. And then you got the person over here that's got the, you know, the problem with the health or the problems with the skin or the problems with whatever. And so being the middleman, we can solve their problem. We can solve the manufacturer's problem. So we're really problem solvers by being the middleman and, and just making the, that connection between the dissatisfied customer and the dissatisfied manufacturer because the manufacturer needs more sales. One thing that's coming up in the comments is everybody's saying, I'm talking to people at the gas pump. Make sure you're talking to people. Make sure you're not talking at people. And that means treating them like human beings instead of prospects and figuring out what makes them tick. Look at them and see where you can serve them because the minute you open that conversation, they're going to want to give you their phone number. They're going to say, who is this Jack Silva? I've never seen an old guy with such white teeth in my entire life. <laughs> who is this guy? I can't believe my eyes. And that's what you want. You want that. You want to be so attractive to them that they, you don't have to promote. It's attraction, not promotion. And just be that perfect mousetrap 
remember what it is they said they want to buy, wait a few days and go offer them what they said they want to buy. And they're going to say yes. Right, Adrian? That's that's totally it. And the only thing you can really do wrong in that equation is to to be in that space of invalidating what good you just did by pitching them in that conversation. It You could call them back in an hour. Just give it any amount of time so that you don't have them go, oh, so that's why you invited me to coffee. Oh, so that's why you started talking to me or whatever. And it's so simple and it changes the whole energy of the conversation and it works. It yeah. works so well. Yeah. You know, I want to say this because it's, it's such an important part of my career. We were so good at work in the streets. Herbalife trained us. We were just like so good at work in the streets and talking to people. I mean, that we lived and breathed talking to people. And I remember Mark going through a conversation and how we do this. And, and I took this to heart and I memorized it, metabolized it. And I became that message where I could go into a store, a 7-Eleven. And I always like to go into the stores where the people, there's no people in there except for one person waiting for someone to come in the door. The guy behind the counter, he's not busy. He's there. That's the perfect guy to talk to. The person that's not busy in the stores. And I would go door to door and do the same thing. But I would We got to take, take a break. It's a hard break. We're talking, we're staying in the 7-Eleven because I want to hear the rest of this. <laughs> we're coming back. Right? I love this guy because he's me. And it's just, I'm him. And he's us. Stick with that. We'll be back right after this. Oh, I love the story. We're coming right back to it. I would just like, I was like, oh no. We were Adrian's stabbing me. I, I got the fork in the leg. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And, and I, people are everywhere, right? You have so much opportunity. So, all right, hold on. 10, 10 seconds and we're back for the last segment. This is fun. This show flew by, baby. I know, man. You never know. All right. And we're back. It is Tom Chenault, Adrian Chenault, and the great Jack Silva. And if you don't know him, go find him. Social media somewhere. We've got to figure out where to get you guys to get hold of him because this guy has got wisdom beyond his years, and he is no spring chicken. So this is exciting. And he's talking about walking into the 7-Eleven, and there's nobody there but the guy behind the counter who's just wishing somebody would come in and talk to him. You want to be that person, but you don't want to be the person the guy wants to pull the emergency cord on either. So talk about that a little bit more, please, Jack. Yeah, so that was my my fishing pool. Whenever I I would drive by these places, and if I didn't see any cars in their parking lot at a 7-Eleven or at a laundromat or you name it, you know, a boutique, I would, I'd pull in there and I'd go in there and I would walk up to that person at the counter. And I was taught to say this, and, and I got really good at it. And, and, and Mark used to say, here's how you make money all day long. And I took it to heart. And I'll tell you, it was the best thing uh, in terms of knowing that I could get a customer today if I wanted to. And I would go into the streets and I would do this and I would walk up to that person. I'd say, excuse me, maybe you could help me. And they'd say, sure, how can I help you? I'd say, listen, you wouldn't happen to know anybody that would like to lose weight, gain more energy and feel better than they've ever felt in their entire life, would you? And more than half, if not 60, 70% would say, yeah, me. <laughs> and, and if they said, no, I didn't care. I just left anyway and went on to the next store. But when they said, yeah, more me, I mean, yeah, yeah, me, then I knew, I knew, and, and I, it was, it just came natural 
Within six minutes, I would extract the hundred bucks from his pocket to my pocket and he'd have some canisters of my nutrition on his counter. <laughs> wow. That is, that's amazing. And again, it's, you know, it's, it, none of that's rocket science. It's simple. It's scrappy. And you could do it today. That's the word scrappy. We were, no one was scrappier than the herbal life people. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> and loyalty is such a big thing to you. I mean, going back to Larry and Taylor, they've been, you know, I, I called you on the phone and I said, you've known these guys a long time. And I said, tell me from your heart off the record, what you think of them. And now I'm asking you to tell me from your heart on the record, what you think of them. I think, you know, I know Larry, I've known Larry for 35 years. I've known Taylor for 20 years. And I, first of all, I think they're a perfect match. I think they're a match made in heaven. I think Larry would agree with that. Um, but I really believe that these two people are, especially because I know Larry a lot, I think these two people are just um, super, how can I say? Um, they're so important for the industry because these are the people that are keeping us focused on the foundational principles, the golden principles that built the company. These are the people that keep us it, reminding us, like repetition, repetition, hearing it again, hearing it again. And, and they stay on message. And, and by keeping us on message, this is what why, why Herbalife's been around for all these years. By keeping us on message. And, and Larry, Larry and Taylor, they, they keep people on message. If you're expecting more from them than what they say, there is no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, the, it's those golden principles of knowing how to employ yourself, knowing how to deal with procrastination, knowing that you can't lie to yourself, you've got to tell yourself the truth, knowing that you've got to keep the gauges, and knowing that you have to talk to people. And, and, and there's more to it, but there's not much more to it. There's only like 18 absolutes in this industry. And when you master those 18 absolutes, the only thing that can mess you up is false variables. And if you have the absolutes, you'll reject false variables and you'll only be attracted to the true variables. Like when you go talk to someone and they say no, the true variable is if you go talk to someone else, the chances are they're going to say yes. The false variable says, oh, this doesn't work. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> that, and you're exactly right. And, it, you know, even just hearing, you know, you talked about that you – I think the, the term you used is that you metabolized what you learned from Mark and Larry and others. And I, you know, even just in your off the cuff, you know, I, I hear the fingerprints of the, you know, there's a consistency in the way that you were taught to speak in the way that you were taught to present in, in a conversation that shows up over and over again. And it's extremely effective. It's a, it's something that we can learn, and a big part of it is in in uh, the what's it called the millionaire what training the millionaire training the, the a book that Jack and Larry and Taylor and many others from this these early years of the you know, of Herbalife and of the network marketing profession contributed into sharing these kind of timeless principles and foundations that right. still apply as much today as they did back then, right, Jack? Right. And everybody should pick up that book, um, The Millionaire Training by, by Larry Thompson. And, and not because I'm in it, but because everything you need is in it. 
it, it is the it is the 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 playbook for our industry. And those are the absolutes, those principles, those are the absolutes. That means those things will never change. The internet can change, platform can change, but those things will never change. It's a great book. All right. Well, this was another great show. And, you know, Jack, it was such a joy having you on. I talked to you at length that day. I called Richard Brooke immediately, said you've got to call Jack Silva because this guy, he didn't know you that well either. And I'm telling you, you are such a hidden resource for this profession because of the integrity and the longevity that we're going to get you back. We're going to get your whole cadre. I keep using that word. I don't know why of uh, Larry and Taylor and Dan McCormick and Jeff Weisberg and all your buddies, because you people have kept this industry and profession together. And I just want to thank you for that. So thanks, man. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you guys. Great show. Thank you so much. We will see you next week on the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian and Tom Chanel. See you next time. Thank you all. Stick around, Jack. All right, we're out. We're still on Facebook. We're still on Facebook. Man, you are a beast. And thank you. Thank you very much. And thanks to, you know, we didn't talk about Larry and Taylor a lot, but it was really, really refreshing to me to have these people leave Herbalife and go to another company and another company and another company. And they actually helped build some giant companies in their absence from Herbalife. But to have somebody that stuck around still talk about them like they talk, like you talk about them, shows me the caliber of you and the caliber of them and the caliber of this profession. And I think it's just, I think that's worth commenting on. So talk about that a little bit, will you, Jack? <clears throat> Um, I'm not sure if this is the direction, but what came to my mind is, you know, every time I talk to Larry. Alabama on here. Holy mackerel. Manatech CEO. Big time guy. God bless you, <laughs> Al. We love you, too. You are like these guys. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted yeah, you. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but I, I just because it came to my mind. Every time I talk to Larry, every all the time, every conversation, almost every conversation. He would always ask me, so tell me what's going on and tell me what's going on is such a great question to ask when you're working with your people. Tell me what's going on. And I, I have a picture of Larry behind me with a little paper quote that comes out of his mouth. And the most important thing I learned from Larry, you know, and I'm not sure he would agree with this, but for me, it's that question he would always ask me, tell me what's going on. And because it makes you think about really what's going on. And, and, and so um, I'm, not, I'm not sure where I'm going with that, but I just had to get that off my chest. Yeah. And he's the real deal. And your friendship has withstood the test of time. And here again, we've got Al Bala on here, who I think is the network marketer's ultimate CEO. He's out there on the road, constantly covering the world, making sure those distributors know that they belong, that they are loved, that they can trust their company and also they're safe in their company. And that's what you've done at Herbalife. That's what Larry and Taylor have done. And that's what we all need to do. Instead of being this, let's move on to the next deal as soon as the blooms off the rose. Let's just, you know, it doesn't make any difference. Let's just go find another one. We don't really pay that much attention to how many people we enrolled for the long haul to jump out at the first sign of trouble. And I strongly advise all of you not to do that. It is a fast trip off a short pier. And so don't do it. Do you agree with that? 
Oh, totally. You know, I married Herbalife. When I started, I'm, I said to myself, this is it. And I, I really took it to heart. And this was going to be part of my life forever. And I wouldn't quit no matter what. One thing Jim Rohn said that stuck with me forever is that winners never quit. And, and that quitters never win. And, and that was one of the most important things I got from, from Jim being such a, uh, an important part of herbal life. But you can't have this line in the sand that says, if I don't make it by this time, I'm, I'm gone. Because if you do that, if you say, if I don't make it by this certain date, if I don't get this many customers, if I don't get this many distributors by a certain date, you might as well quit now because, you know, you're, you're, you're with that mentality, uh, you're going to have problems in the future. And so I never had a line in the sand. And I think that was huge for me in never leaving Herbalife because I've probably been approached maybe a hundred times to join other companies, to be part of another company. And I would, and I always say what Jim taught us. And I, I would always say that's impossible. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty final answer. That's impossible. And maybe that's where, you, you know, once you plant that flag and it becomes, that's impossible. That's when you start people can sense that behind your eyes that you're in it for the long haul come heck or high water and they're going to take the mountain with you. Right, Jack? That's right. That's right. Um, I really never got distracted by that. Um, but I did get distracted by my own success. Um, not the success of other companies, not so much the success of other distributors. I got distracted by my own success. And if I could say something that's so important for people is to, Never, never make the mistake of getting distracted by your success or your failures, because anything that distracts you from doing the basics, talking to people every day, whatever that number is, and staying consistent, anything that distracts you is detrimental to your future. Never get distracted by your successes or your failures. Put the, I, you need, I need to get that tattoo. I love you, Jack. Thank you so much. Thanks all of you for listening. We love you. It's been quite a show. I just asked Adrian who's next week's guest, and he said you haven't found one yet. So that's just par for the course. I love you. I'm going to get fired probably right now. We'll see you all later.